Hello, everybody. Welcome to another broadcast of the Kevin Zimmerman Show on the Artist First World Radio Network. For more information about this show and to listen to past shows for free, please visit artistsfirst.com slash zimmerman.htm. And now here is your host of the Kevin Zimmerman Show, Kevin Zimmerman. Hi, and welcome to the Artist First Radio Network, the Kevin Zimmerman Show. I'm Kevin Zimmerman. Here, the listening audience connects with soldiers and authors, athletes and entrepreneurs, and all who have a story. The Artist First Radio Network is proud to announce that we have over 100,000 listeners worldwide. Many are our brave men and women that serve in the United States Armed Forces. So for those of you that are serving this great nation, remember, you will always be supported right here on The Kevin Zimmerman Show. For those of you who may be listening to the show for the first time, and you think that you may want to help support me in bringing them wholesome information, inspiration, and entertainment, you can do that in a variety of ways. One, you can purchase a copy of my book, A Time for Everything, The Kevin Zimmerman Story. A Time for Everything, The Kevin Zimmerman Story has been fortunate enough to be placed in the United States Army's Medical Department Museum, making it a permanent part of military history. God wasn't done with it yet there, because in January of 2013, he placed it into the library and the archives of the Smithsonian Institute's National Museum of African American History and Culture, making it a permanent part of American history. Yes. No one can beat our God at what he does. A portion of the proceeds from A Time for Everything, the Kevin Zimmerman story, not only supports operational expenses, but they also go to support service member support organizations nationwide. So not only with that book do you get an inspirational read, but you support a noble cause. In addition to that, you get a permanent piece of U.S. military and American history. You also heard me share with you earlier that the Artist First Radio Network has over 100,000 listeners. Folks, that is a lot of exposure. By becoming a sponsor, your picture and live link will go on the Kevin Zimmerman Show page. Every time the show is broadcasted or someone logs on to that site, your picture and live link is accessible to the masses. Once again... That is a lot of exposure. If you're interested in sponsorship, simply go to the Kevin Zimmerman Show Facebook page and message me that you're interested and I'll get back to you. Last but not least, if you would simply like to make a donation, simply log on to www.artistfirst.com forward slash Zimmerman and select donate. Ladies and gentlemen, every now and then God brings someone across our path that everyone can identify with. I'm extremely excited about this evening for the guest tonight, Ms. Kamei McClory, is the rising voice of the Pacific Northwest. Kamei actually can identify, and you will be able to identify with Kamei because guess what? 80% of American women fall within these guidelines in which she's lived in. She's able to overcome tragedy as a child child, and experience tremendous triumph as an adult. 
but I know you'd rather hear from her instead of me. So I am going to get out of your way and bring to you guys our featured guest for this evening, the powerful and exciting Miss Kamei McClure. McKay, uh, Kamei, are you out there? I sure am. I'm right here, Kevin. Hey, thank you so much for being a guest on the Kevin Zimmerman Show, Kamei, and in the tradition of the Kevin Zimmerman Show, before we even get started, could I please get you to say something positive to all of the brave men and women that serve in the United States Armed Forces? Well, I would just like to thank each and every single one of our service members in every branch of our armed forces for serving our country um, in, in, in light of that, serving every American and, and fighting for our freedom. I, I am a military child myself and know and understand um, traveling abroad and, and, and being on the front lines and, and fighting for our country. So I want to personally thank each and every one of them for their call, call and duty and their service to our country. Kamei, thank you so much for those kind words. And um, understanding you do know something about traveling abroad because uh, in your early childhood, about the age of two or three years old, your mom married a service member, and you guys moved to Italy. And I was reading your bio, and I'm, I have to tell you, I had to stop reading because at one point in your bio, you wrote, I can remember the smell of freshly baked French bread every morning, <laughs> engulfing our small Venice, Italy apartment, and the taste yes. of fresh gyros drenched in feta cheese. Listen, I am married to a beautiful <laughs> Italian woman who puts that stuff together. Listen, I almost couldn't do this show reading this bio. So I'm going to get away from that. We're going to dive into your history. And uh, it's amazing when I look at your story, you have been extremely blessed. And uh, one of the great yes. things about this industry, I think you'll agree, Kamei, is we kind of follow each other in this industry. And we can see the moves that God is making with our fellow brothers and sisters in broadcast. And uh, here yes. I see where you have a Sicilian mother, Hawaiian father. Listen, you yes. have a lot of things to share. Share. So share with the listening audience a little bit about your history and just who is Ms. Kamei McClure. Well, Kevin, you are absolutely right. When I was uh, very young, my mother married a, a man who was in the Army, and that took us right overseas. I spent several years, about seven years of my life, uh, living in Europe, um, Italy and Greece, and my, my, my bio clearly, clearly explains what it was like waking up every morning. Um, when we lived in Italy, uh, we lived uh, on top of a, an Italian restaurant, and every morning I was uh, woken up by the smell of fresh baked French bread, and there's nothing like it, <laughs> nothing like that smell. Um, so we, we, we lived over there, and, you know, the, the culture, of course, I was very young, um, but I was instilled in, in, you know, European culture at a very young age, and um, my, my stepfather received orders to come back to the United States. I was about eight years old, uh, grew up in uh, Boise, Idaho, was heavily involved in, in 4-H and a, a horse youth group um, as a teenager. 
and moved to Washington, spent some time in, in Southern California and sunny San Diego, as I call it. Um, got into uh, retail management uh, with Victoria's Secret and uh, came back to Washington in 2001, uh, went to college, got a legal degree, and my life really took off at, at that time. Um, I, I started to grow up. I, I was 30 and really wanted a career instead of a job. And so that, that drove me to college and uh, really had an interest for, for law. And um, the, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> the rest is kind of history. I'm current. Go ahead. Go ahead. When, when you graduated, though, you graduated from Kaplan University, and you left out a very small, significant accomplishment there. <laughs> when you graduated, <laughs> uh, share us. You didn't just graduate. Now, I'm just calling you out. You didn't just graduate. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about where you were in the pecking order when you graduated? Well, when I'll take you back a little further, Kevin. When, when I was in high school, in junior high and high school, I, I was not interested in school, and I, I wasn't really a, a very good student because of, of my disinterest in academics. Um, I was a very good writer. I, I excelled in writing and English and you know did well in those subjects, but in school, general, was, was just not engaged. I actually uh, dropped out of high school uh, in my junior year of high school and went straight to cosmetology school. So I, I do have a, a professional license in cosmetology. And as I shared with you um, several years after that, I you know, decided that I wanted a career instead of just a job and connected with Kaplan University and a, an admissions advisor at that university and discovered that I had a, a very strong passion for the legal field. And so I, I enrolled in the associates program there and excelled very, very well. I was actually a dean's list graduate from Kaplan University with, a, <laughs> with, a, with an associate's degree in paralegal studies. Um, so very, very successful academically. And so this was accomplished at the uh, around the age of 30, did you say? Yes, yes. 30 is uh, when I was 30 is when I enrolled in college, yes. Okay, so then you won. One key point that's made here is you can never get too old for God to do amazing things in your life, I take it. Absolutely, absolutely not, absolutely not. You know, I... I had several teachers in, in junior high and high school tell me that I would not do well um, because I, I was just disinterested in academics. And there were, you know, there were people in my life speaking into my life, you know, speaking failure into my life. And, and that's, I don't want to say that's what I believed at the time, but that's the path that I was walking. And, um, you know, I, w I went to cosmetology school and was, was very successful in cosmetology school. I spent a lot of time in a family friend's salon prior to going to cosmetology school. So that definitely helped with my academics there. Um, but, but clearly, you know, I, 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 I don't work in that industry any longer, but, you know, utilize it and fall back on it. And it's definitely blessing my life today. You know, there, there was a purpose in it for sure. Um, but yeah, never too old to go to college. Never. I mean, education does not outgrow anybody ever. It doesn't mean you can Amen. be 50. Yeah. So it is. It, 
Go ahead, no, go what, ahead, Kevin. What, what, what I what I like to to then uh, transition into, if, if we make a may, is this now. So we have this young lady who grew up uh, in Italy, came back to the United States, uh, moved to Idaho. You have a Sicilian mother and Hawaiian father, and in our personal conversation, you shared with me that you ex experience or actually was a victim of uh, violence due to prejudice and, and racism. Share with us Correct. a little bit about that situation. Well, Kevin, I, growing up in Europe and, and growing up around European people, you know, European people are dark skin, dark hair, you know, dark eyes, and, and I, you know, clearly have dark skin, dark eyes, you know, having a, a Hawaiian father and Italian mother. And when I returned to, the, to, the, to, to America, I really went through a culture shock at a young age. And in fact, if my mother was here today, you know, in the interview, Rest Her Soul, um, she would tell you that she was actually very concerned about my, my culture shock as, a, as an adolescent because I just was not used to seeing, you know, Caucasian people, light-skinned people with light-colored hair, light-colored eyes. And so I, I traditionally, you know, favor, um, you know, people of, of, how can I say it? I don't want to say people of European descent, but I can relate to people of color um, because that's where I grew up. And um, in saying that, um, I, I have dated African-American men um, as, as a young adult and as, an, as a grown adult myself. And I was, at the time, I, I had an African-American boyfriend, and it was actually here in Washington State. We were out one evening with some friends of ours. And a, 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 an African-American woman assumed that I was you know, quote-unquote, cutting my eyes at her and looking at her. And she made a, a racial comment to me, um, something to the effect of me, me assuming or feeling that I was safe because my boyfriend was there with me. And she actually uh, hit me in the face. She, she had a wine glass in her hand. And, um, you know, when I had said to her, you know, I'm, I wasn't looking at you. I don't have a problem with you. I'm here with my friends trying to have a good time. Um, she, she hit me in the face with a glass, with a wine glass. And she hit me so hard, Kevin. Uh, you know, obviously the glass broke. Um, but she actually knocked one of my teeth completely out of the socket. That's how hard she hit me. She actually broke my tooth literally out of the bone. Um, and, and it was racially motivated. You know, the comments that she had made during, during the assault, you know, were, were, were racially driven. So, um, you know, I experienced that, that attack. I was actually disfigured from that assault. Um, I had to have my, the inside of my face sewn together and then the surgeon had to sew, you know, from the outside of my face, had to sew my face together and then stitch the outside of my face closed. I was in surgery for about eight and a half hours that night. Um, and I have had uh, uh, scar tissue surgery. I've had laser surgery. Um, I've, I've actually had a, a titanium post implant 
um, from that assault. So, so that, you know, tells you, you know, how, how brutal it really was. Um, and, and I still today, to this day, um, have scars on my face from that that assault they are still there and you know people that don't know me and don't know that story would never see it but but I see it Um, you know being a a full-figured model I I look at pictures of myself all the time and you know honestly that's really the first thing I see when I look at my face are those scars from from that assault well that's going to transition us into the next segment of the interview how God took what Satan meant for evil and turned it into yeah. good because ultimately you are you are the American Beauties Plus lifetime queen who goes and teaches women how to have body acceptance and loving the skin that they're in and you have a platform of your own that talks about kidney disease and making a difference and raising awareness and so we're going to go on a quick break but when we come back from the break Kame, we'd like for you to share with us about the pageantry winning the pageantry and the responsibilities that come along with that but before we go on break if you could can you please tell uh, the listening audience where can they go to check you out learn out a little bit more about Kamei and all the good stuff that you're doing well they can find me online at www.themisskameishow.com that uh, website is, is specifically dedicated for my radio show they can also find me on my uh, Lifetime Queen website and that website address is www.americanbeautiesplus.lifetimequeen.com, and that 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 website has uh, my my pageant journey, the titles I have won, um, the modeling opportunities that I've had here locally, um, and and you know my my bio and personal information about me as well. So my two websites, themiskamesho.com uh, and americanbeautiesplus.lifetimequeen.com as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Ms. Kamei McClure of the Ms. Kamei Show. You have the website that's www.americanbeautiesplus.lifetimequeen.com and www.themisskameishow.com. Go and check out Kamei's information, but I want to share with you this. For those of you who are listening to the show and supporting Kamei and the Kevin Zimmerman Show, I'd like to offer you a special treat. If any one of you out there would like a free autographed copy of my book, A Time for Everything, The Kevin Zimmerman Story, that will give you a permanent piece of American history. Just go to my Facebook page, The Kevin Zimmerman Show, on that Facebook page and say, I am loving Kamei McClure's show. You gotta say that. If you don't say that, I can't send you an autographed copy of the book. Before you go and check out her information, go to my Kevin Zimmerman Show Facebook page and say, I am loving Kamei McClure's show. And then go check out those websites. Check out her information. But don't stay away too long because we'll be right back in one minute. Shout, lift your voice, sing for joy. The rock means to bow and to 
Now back to the Kevin Zimmerman Show on the Artist First World Radio Network. Hi, and welcome back to the Artist First Radio Network, the Kevin Zimmerman Show. We're here with Miss Kameh McClure, American Beauties Plus Lifetime Queen, and someone who has <laughs> launched, you heard her say it earlier in her segment, uh, what we didn't get to, and I'll share with you now, Kameh recently launched her uh, her party for uh, being the CEO and the host of the Miss Kamei Show. So, uh, listen, I- I'm sorry, Kamei. We've got to dive into that because I've seen that you having <laughs> too much fun. Tell us, how, how did that feel? How did that feel when, when you came for And we're going to back up. We're going to talk about uh, the beauty pageant. We're going to talk about – but give us about 60 seconds not of the feeling you had when you did your launch party for the Miss Kamei Show. Well, Kevin, I I had been doing radio at, at a station, and I just I loved it. I, I loved it. Uh, I was I was born for it. I was I mean it's definitely my divine destiny um, on that platform. And uh, moving my show to KKNW Alternative Talk Radio out of Bellevue, Washington. And walking into that studio, it's, it's owned by Hubbard, uh, Hubbard Radio. It was so euphoric. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was, it was just, it was, it, I, I knew it was God sent. I knew it was God sent. I knew it, it came from heaven above. Um, I knew that I was walking in my divine appointment. Um, it is definitely my destiny to be there. It is actually where I saw myself being, it was the, the environment, the venue, the platform, if you will, that I saw myself in when I first started radio. I knew I was going to be, I, I had no idea that it was there. Um, I had no idea, you know, what that station was, but I, I had that vision, you know, about two and a half months prior to going there. So, it, like I said, it was just, it was divine, and I knew that I was where I was, where I was supposed to be. Well, I, I'm looking at the course that God took your life. We're talking about your your parents splitting uh, just after one year when you were born, and then you relocating to another country, growing up in another country, coming back to the United States, being a victim of racial assault, and then after that, uh, after all of the surgery, after being cut and being stitched and having your face damaged, God then takes you and make you an American Beauties Plus Lifetime Queen and gives you a platform so you can start doing great things with the purpose. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Jeez, Kevin, it, it, 
you know, sitting here, you know, talking to you about it and looking back, it has all happened so fast. Uh, my pageant journey started in 2011. I was shopping for my birthday. I had actually just come out of homelessness. I, I had been homeless about three months prior to, to, to my pageant journey beginning. And I was recruited uh, by, by a woman who uh, launched the first ever plus-size pageant in the state of Washington. And I did a little bit of research and researched who she was and, you know, her background and her journey. And I decided to take an honorary city title and represent Everett, the city that my mother uh, lived in and passed away in. And solely on the message of real women, real bodies making a real difference. That really was what it was, Kevin. Um, that, that was the message that that pageant system was, was promoting. And that, that was a message that I have, had actually been speaking my entire life, many, many years before pageantry. So I felt that that, that that pageant system was in alignment with my belief system about encouraging women, encouraging um, even men, um, you know, to love themselves and love their bodies regardless of their size. So I competed at the, the state level in February 2012, uh, took an, um, first, first runner-up in my division in the Washington Plus America pageant, and I left that system, um, took a, a state title. I, I represented Washington State in April of 2012 in the American Beauties Plus um, pageant based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's a national pageant, and I traveled to Atlanta two months later in April of 2012 and competed against women across the country. So it wasn't just a, you know, a national pageant. Women travel from across the country to compete. And I, I, I was coached during the entire time. Um, my, my pageant coach really encouraged me to, to walk the journey and continue. And so I, I definitely, you know, I, I wouldn't be a title holder if it wasn't for her. She, she definitely was an amazing. Um, but I traveled to Atlanta and um, won a national title um, in 2012. I was crowned the uh, Ms. American Beauties Plus Ambassador in 2012. So when you win a title, Kevin, in pageantry, your reign is, is a year long. And so during my first year of, of service, the, the reigning ambassador, I really supported my platform, um, which is kidney disease, and um, recruited other women and, and coached other women, made appearances throughout the year, had a fundraiser supporting my platform, um, attended workshops, um, attended other pageants, just being an example um, to, to other women and, and other women in mainstream pageantry as well, not just plus size pageantry. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I return to well, national, I, I, go ahead. I want to I want to interject here real quick because uh, in regards to your platform uh, with the kidney disease, as you and I spoke offline a little bit, uh, that has some extreme significance to you. There, there's a purpose behind why you wanted to do that. But before you that uh, question, Camille, I'm scratching my head here just a little bit because uh, here we have. Uh, a lady from Idaho, 
that, that, that went to Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> and won the pageantry. So I'm I'm trying to and now I'm not I'm uh, all you great folks that live in Idaho. This is not an insult <laughs> to you, uh, but it, 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 it's, it's not. It, it's it's not usual see a woman from or someone from Idaho win a pageantry on a national platform. How did that set with the other ladies? Well, you know, Kevin, I, I'm a I'm very very transparent. I'm very real. I'm very. I'm very much a lover of, of people, and, and I really have to credit my mother and her, her virtues and the example that she was to me in, 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 in her life and the storms that she overcame with elegance. And when I say elegance, I mean, I, my, I watched my mother go through some major storms and walk out smelling like a bouquet of roses many times, more than once. So I just have to say that, you know, those, those virtues and those morals and those values were instilled in me um, at a very young age. I think being involved in 4-H and um, in, in a horse youth group and being very active and, and focused and centered around you know, uh, the community and, um, you know, being, being a, a, a figure in, in the community that you live in, I, I think that that definitely has supported my pageant journey because those values were instilled in me at a very young age, regardless of where I came from. Um, <laughs> and, and I was, <laughs> I was you know, when I, when I traveled to Atlanta, Kevin, I did not have an opportunity to build relationships with those women in that pageant system. You know, I had, I had taken a, a, a state title um, just April 1st and traveled three weeks later to Atlanta and competed. Um, and the thing about pageantry is it's very, very, it's a very small community. So, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody. And when I walked into the host hotel in Atlanta, there were women who knew who I was from my state competition. You know, they saw me compete, and it was a reputable pageant system, so they, they were familiar with who I was, and, and of course, when I get there, um, you know, and I'm there on location, and I'm, I'm me, um, I was very, very well received, very welcomed, um, with open arms. I mean, I just, I felt like I had known those women for, for a year or longer. That's absolutely awesome, and I and I just I got a kick out of that when I when I look at the fact that you transitioned from Idaho to Hotlanta and when that I had to just check that out. But listen, uh, back to your platform. Uh, yes. It was very important to you, as you and I discussed, that you uh, you went forward in making a difference and raising awareness about kidney disease. Why was that so important to you? Well, Kevin, my mother, my mother and I were, were very close. Um, we, had, we had an amazing relationship. You know, as I shared with you, I, I watched my mother weather many storms in her life. And she was diagnosed with kidney failure in 2000 and, 2004. Yeah, 2004, 2003, 2004, 
And, you know, we knew eventually because my mother was, um, she, she wasn't in the best of health at the time, and she was, she was older. Um, and so, you know, we knew that eventually she would pass away from kidney failure. Um, she was a dialysis patient for a couple of years, and Mother's Day weekend in 2008, she became very ill and was hospitalized. And, um, you know, the doctors wanted to test her. I mean, she was, she was passing out. She would get up to make coffee and she'd, you know, black out, pass out and wake up, you know, hours later. And they wanted to do neurological testing on her. And at, at that time in her life, she was just, she was ready. She was ready to go home. And she made the decision uh, Mother's Day weekend that she did not want to dialyze anymore. She didn't want to do dialysis anymore, and that she, you know, was ready to to come to to come home and and be at peace. And so uh, May seventeenth, two thousand eight, my mother passed away from kidney failure. Um, and of course, that was way before pageantry, um, a few years before um, March of two thousand ten. My father, my, my biological father, uh, same scenario. Um, he was, him and his wife at the time, they, they spent the, the winters in Arizona. He became very sick and was hospitalized, and his kidneys failed. Uh, my sister and I did travel down to Yuma at that time, and my father was not able to become a kidney or become a dialysis patient because he had a pacemaker defibrillator. He had had a triple bypass surgery several years ago, and um, but because of that pacemaker, his his um, that pacemaker would not withstand the the dialysis treatment. So my father, unfortunately, at that time, um, came came home to pass away, and and ultimately did pass away um, a couple days later from kidney failure as well. So in pageantry, you know, you you have to select a platform, and my director at the time told me. You know, you need to pick a platform that you're passionate about. You need to pick something that you believe in, something that means something to you. And initially, Kevin, I picked the legal field because I'm very passionate about the legal field. The position that I hold is very influential in supporting clients and making a difference for them when they're involved in litigation. And so that was my first thought was, you know, the legal field, being a legal advocate. And it just didn't really resonate with me. It just wasn't. It just wasn't it. And so I spent a little bit more time, you know, thinking about what I wanted my platform to be, and I knew I wanted it to be something significant to my mother. And so I was doing some research, and I was online, and I came across uh, Northwest Kidney Centers, which is a, a local um, facility here in Washington State. It's the first ever outpatient kidney treatment center in the world. And it. It, it was like God put it in front of me, you know, he, this is your platform. And so that, that's the story behind my platform, Kidney Disease, Making a Difference and, and Raising Awareness. I want to make sure, Kevin, that American people and people around the world understand the importance of taking care of themselves, taking care of their bodies, exercising, eating healthy, understanding what they're eating, understanding what they're putting in their body, because we we can kill ourselves from the inside out by what we you know by what we mm. consume um, you know physically 
um, emotionally, spiritually, those all have, it all has to be good coming in. And, you know, as I shared with you, my mother definitely weathered some very turbulent storms in her life. And, you know, ultimately those, those things did contribute to her, her health um, in, in the later years of her life. And, and, and I'm so passionate about being that voice and being that example and, you know, encouraging everyone that will listen um, to hear that message. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Miss Kamei McClure of the Miss Kamei Show. Definitely a point uh, worth making, Kamei. Uh, we're going to go on another quick break because God still isn't done with you. When we come back, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a documentary next when we come yeah. back. Yeah. So before we go on break, once again, please tell the listening audience where they can go to check out your information. Well, they can find me on Facebook, as well as my websites that I indicated earlier, um, themiscamayshow.com, and my, my pageant website, my Lifetime Queen website, American Beauties Plus, lifetimequeen.com, and also on Facebook, uh, Kamei McClure, as well as American Beauties Plus, Lifetime Queen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go and check out that. But once again, if you want a free autographed copy of A Time for Everything, the Kevin Zimmerman story, along with an autographed CD, a Deborah Hightower's uh, uh, CD uh, called Love Period, you have to go to the Kevin Zimmerman Show Facebook page and say, I am loving Kamei McClure's show. <laughs> all you got to do is go to uh, the Kevin Zimmerman, uh, Facebook, Kevin Zimmerman Show Facebook page and send me a message saying, I am loving the Kamei McClure show, and you will get those free gifts. But don't stay away too long because we got a little bit more before the end of the show. She's got to tell you about a documentary coming up. So go check out her information, and we'll be right back in 60 seconds. You turn my morning into dancing Filled my heart with joy Awaken my soul Now I don't hurt anymore Turn my morning into dancing Fill my heart with joy Awaken my soul Now I don't hurt anymore When I call you, you hear me 
And now back to the Kevin Zimmerman Show on the Artist First World Radio Network. Hi, and welcome back to the Artist First Radio Network, the Kevin Zimmerman Show. I am here with the awesome Kamei McClure of the Miss Kamei Show. And if you've been listening, you've seen how God just took her life and just transitioned it towards greatness. She was born... uh, uh, a young lady, and a year after she was born, her mother and father uh, separated. She then uh, was relocated overseas and grew up in Italy. And once I'm still looking at that bio, though, that's talking about uh, that fresh baked bread. But I'm gonna get off of that. <laughs> mess me up. But then you come back and you you're the victim of racial violence, and then they cut your face, and God heals that, and goes on. And you, you win a pageantry in Atlanta coming from Idaho. You know, it's got to be the hand of God to do something like that. Then yeah. you have a platform, uh, a platform that talks about body acceptance, loving the skin you're in. And then uh, you have your own platform that's near and dear to you about kidney disease, making a difference and uh, raising awareness. And I love the way that you so emphatically talked about the, the importance of knowing what we put in our bodies and take care of ourselves. But we, that brings us to this point. Uh, we got about 10 minutes here. Uh, you make it, there's a documentary being made, is that correct? That's correct, Kevin. Do you ever stop, Kamei? It, 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 <laughs> I mean, what more can he do? I mean, what, no, I'm not going to ask that question because you, you know what he can do. Uh, yes, tell us yes. about the documentary. Well, the documentary came came to me from my video producer that, that I have been working with. And, you know, you know in this industry, Kevin, that, you know, we spend time with, with other people, other professionals, and we get to know them. Even when it's a business relationship, we do get to know them on somewhat of a personal personal level. And so my, my video producer came to me. Um, I actually had made an appearance at my nephew's elementary school. I was invited to... Um, come and speak to the, his classroom um, about bullying. And, you know, my nephew think, he, my nephew tells me all the time, you know, May May, you're so famous, and I want you to come to my school. I want, he actually wanted to bring me in for show and tell initially. <laughs> he wanted to bring me in for, but I had made an appearance at his school, and my video producer, you know, accompanied me um, at that appearance, and we captured the content there. And when the event was over, he said to me, Kamei, you need to do a documentary about your life, about you and who you are, because your message is so significant. There are so many people around the world who need to hear about you and hear about you on a very intimate level. Because oftentimes, Kevin, I I am misinterpreted. I am, you know, perceived a certain way, I'm experienced a certain way, I'm oftentimes um, intimidate people, and am just, because I'm a very significant force, I have a significant personality, the, the, my presence is just intense, and, and, and people don't know the story, they don't know the storms I've survived, they don't know where I've come from, they don't know what I've been through, 
Um, I'm a survivor. I am victorious in life. Um, I have rebuked the enemy. I can't tell you how many times. I'm an overcomer. And I have been very successful over homelessness. And I have been blessed with, you know, a support system and people in my life that love me and care about me. And I've also, you know, had the, the enemy attack me. And I've, I have, have, have overcome all of it. And so filming a documentary about Kame and who she is and, and just being extremely transparent and real and, and just showing people better than I can tell them really who I am and really where I have come from and what I really have, have survived is going to empower and inspire and encourage men and women across the world. I will be able to touch somebody's life who is young and pregnant and considering abortion. I will be able to touch a woman's life who has lost her parents and is now an orphan. I will be able to speak to a man who is in love with a woman that is full-figured and is embarrassed about it because society tells him that she's not pretty or acceptable. Um, I will be able to speak to other business professionals who have almost given up on their career because they were not able to find employment and lost everything they had because of it. I can speak to so many people and save lives and touch lives and, and really touch the love that exists in everybody in some way, some fashion, some, somehow, I can do that based on my journey in life and where I've been and what I have done. And that is my purpose. That is what I'm, I'm called to do. That is my responsibility to do that. You had mentioned earlier in your show, Kevin, you know, the, the responsibility that comes with pageantry. And that is the responsibility, being a public figure, being the example, being the voice that people hear. So the message that you share and the, 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 the seeds that you plant in the world have to be very, very specific and very intentional. And you have to be careful because it's very, very powerful. So the documentary that I will be filming um, is going to do just that. It's going to give everybody that watches it a very intimate inside look into... Kame and who Kame is and why she is where she's at today and how she got there. Kame, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to the Kevin Zimmerman show to share your story. You're doing so many great things out there. You uh, exercised your faith and God faithfully answered that. And it's certainly being seen by how he's using you. Before we go, Kame, uh, are there any final comments that you would like to make at this time? I would just like to thank every, every person Every person throughout the history of my life that has made a difference, good, bad, or indifferent, whether I was challenged or encouraged, I want to thank all of them because that has contributed to who I am today. I want to thank my, my support system that I have, my family, 
um, my niece and nephew that, that give me unconditional love, um, the, the people that I work with on the professional platform. I want to thank you for allowing me to, to step onto your platform and share my message and anybody else that has given me the opportunity to, to do so. I cannot be heard if there are not people there listening. And I cannot do this alone. I can't do this by myself. I, I don't do this by myself. Um, so I, I want to thank everyone that, that has definitely contributed and, and, and played a role in, in blessing my life and, and, and helped me walk in, in my destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Ms. Kamei uh, McClure of the Miss Kamei Show. Thank you, Kamei, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to <laughs> the Kevin Zimmerman Show. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, so before, before we sign off, I want to leave you with something that I just want you to contemplate on uh, as we sign off this evening. And these are the words that I want to leave you with. You should always make the people who you love important. But more important should be those who depend on you to love them. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you so much for spending time with us this evening. And I look forward to seeing you this time next week. God bless you all and have a good night. 